السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الخلق أجمعين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد All praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Complete blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless his entire family as well as all his companions. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless those who have, stri- who have strived, struggled to bring this deen to us. May he bless us and our offspring, those to come up to the day of Qiyamah. Beloved brothers and sisters, this evening we will divert slightly from the story of Musa alayhi salatu wasalam for the reason that the Nabi we are about to discuss this evening, the Prophet Shu'aib alayhi salatu wasalam, May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's peace and blessings be upon him. It is reported that he was at a similar time of Musa alayhi salatu was salam, although this is not made mention of in the Quran or in the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, but some historians suggest that it was at a similar time. Just like we made mention a few days ago, that some historians suggest that Musa alayhi salam had married his daughter. Now precisely whether it was this Shu'aib or it was another pious servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there is a slight bit of difference of opinion, but we have chosen to make mention of it here because he was sent to a different people in a different place further across the sea in a place known as Madian. For your information, Madian is not very far from where the people of Lut were because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that Shu'aib alayhi salatu wassalam said, وَمَا قَوْمُ لُوطٍ مِّنْكُمْ بِبَعِيدٍ He told his people that the people of Lut were not very far from you. Far in two ways. One is الزمان والمكان Which means they were, now then the other day they were destroyed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nearby. And the other is, in close proximity to you, they were destroyed. So we know where Madian is, not very far from what is known as Qura Sadum or the valleys of Sodom. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all. This Prophet was very eloquent. He was also known as Khatibul Anbiya, which means he spoke very, very well. He reasoned with the people, he debated with them, and his arguments were proper. Allahu Akbar. He was given the power of speech as well. We all know. That Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was ummi. Ummi meaning unlettered. The word we use is unlettered. In that he could not read or write. But at the same time, he was the most eloquent of all. So much so that to this day, not only the verses of the Quran, but even the pure ahadith and the narrations of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam are used in order to confirm the grammatics of the Arabic language. Up to this day. If you get a hadith, and it's a hadith which is agreed upon or a solid powerful hadith, you will find that its wording is studied by the linguists of the Arabic language in order to confirm not the hadith but the Arabic language. This is the power of the eloquence of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But this man was a person who was educated, he was able to read and write and at the same time he was a very good speaker, an orator. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the people of Madian. They are referred to as two things. One is Ashabu Madian. Ashabu Madian meaning the people of Madian. And the other is Ashabul Aika. 
the people of the wooden tree. There was a tree which they used to worship and after it they were named. So they used to worship the tree. But what type of people were these? Very important for us to know. In our life today we find that this Nabi and the message he was sent with it is a great lesson for us. It fits in our lives, in our communities, in our midst, on an international scale as well. So these people were very, very wealthy, extremely rich. But they earned their money through cheating, through corruption, through dirty and clandestine means. They used to shortchange people intentionally. They were the first who started charging people taxes. And they were the first who started taking bribes and so on from people. You know what is a tax? They tell you, you want me to do this? You've got to pay 5%. So they were the first percentage lot. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us protection. Remember the sustenance we have been given. We will come to see the verses of the Quran. What is less but pure is far better than what is in large amounts and quantities but contaminated. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. Also, we will come to learn today what is the punishment of a person who consumes that which is prohibited. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِلَىٰ مَدِيَنَا أَخَاهُمْ And to the people of Madian, we sent their brother Shu'ayb. In one place in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he says, كَذَّبَ أَصْحَابُ الْأَيْكَةِ الْمُرْسَلِينَ إِذْ قَالَ لَهُمْ شُعَيْبٌ أَلَا تَتَّقُونَ The people who used to worship that huge tree known as Al-Aika, they have belied all the messengers. We've mentioned in the past, if you've belied one, you've belied all of them. If a person now from amongst us who claims to be Muslim, and they say, I don't believe in Jesus, they cannot call themselves Muslim. If they say, I don't believe in Musa alayhi salam or any one of the Anbiya, they cannot call themselves Muslim. And if there is someone who believes in all of them, but that does not believe in Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, they can also not call themselves Muslim. So if you knock out one, you've knocked out all of them. May Allah grant us understanding. So at that, in that verse, Allah does not say the brother, their brother. He just says, إِذْ قَالَ لَهُمْ شُعَيْبٌ What is the reason? There's a very clear reason. The reason is when Allah is describing them as people who worshipped that piece of wood or that bark or that tree, he does not want to call Shu'ayb a brother of theirs in worship. He did not worship the same deity. He did not associate partnership with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He used to worship one Allah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قَالَ يَا قَوْمِ اعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مَا لَكُمْ مِنْ إِلَٰهٍ غَيْرُهُ He told his people, first things first, worship Allah alone. You don't have a deity besides Allah. Once again, we come to the first and utmost and prime message of all the messengers. They were worried. They were very concerned. The first matter they raised, be careful, do not worship anyone but Allah. Because shaitan's first promise was that, Ya Allah, I will show you that they will not worship you. They will worship everything besides you. They will even worship one another. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. So it's important for us to understand the message of these prophets. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Shu'ayb alayhi salatu wassalam told them, فَأَوْفُ الْكَيْلَ وَالْمِيزَانَ وَلَا تَبْخَصُ النَّاسَ أَشْيَاءَهُمْ You should fill or fulfill the measure when you are dealing, fulfill the measure properly and the weight. There is a difference between al-kayl and al-mizan. Al-kayl is a measurement and al-mizan is a weight. 
So when you have kail, you are talking of cubic meters or something cubic. And when you are talking of al-mizan, you are talking of kilograms or weight, something that weighs. So he says, do not shortchange the people, neither in the volume nor in the weight. Don't shortchange them. Remember, if you are to be honest and you are to give someone something straight as they have paid for, Allah will grant you barakah. And this is the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. فَإِن صَدَقَ وَبَيَّنَا بُورِكَ لَهُمَا فِي بَيْعِهِمَا The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, if the two parties who are buying and selling, if they are honest and they are clear and transparent, Allah will give them barakah in that deal of theirs. وَإِن كَذَبَ وَكَتَمَا مُحِقَتْ بَرَكَةُ بَيْعِهِمَا And if they lie to one another and they hide from one another the defects of the item, then the barakah or the blessings of the deal are snatched away. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us barakah. So Shu'aib alayhi salatu wasalam says, وَلَا تُفْسِدُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ بَعْدَ إِصْلَاحِهَا And do not cause corruption on earth or do not spoil what has already been decided and confirmed and rectified. When something is rectified, they used to go back and spoil it. It reminds me of people typically when you've solved a problem and you've had a meeting and everything is resolved and after you exit the door, the problem starts once again because then people who did not have mouths when we were sitting and discussing, they suddenly developed mouths as they left the door. So what happened? They started the problem once again. After it was resolved, these people, they are senseless. They do not have an understanding. They are falling prey to the devil and Satan. And this is what Shu'aib alayhi salatu wasalam says. After a matter is resolved, after things are sorted, do not go and reinvent the problem. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us solution to our matters and problems. And he continued, he says, بَقِيَّةُ اللَّهِ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ That which remains after you have given people their due is far better for you than to eat that which belongs to others. So don't usurp what belongs to people. They owed people money for nothing. They were loaded, they were rich, but they still loved to take things on tick and credit. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from those who do not go and borrow for no reason. Remember to borrow money is something that is a very, very big burden on the shoulders. It is something that should be only a last resort, not any small thing and we live higher purchase. And we've taken this and that. Take a look at the United States of America. What happened to them? Most of the people live on credit. So they have a credit card. The house is on credit. They are owing. The car is on credit. The furniture is on credit. The, all the appliances on credit. The holiday they went on credit. And they are just swiping, swiping, swiping. What happened? They calculated that we have a job and we will continue paying every month. But they did not calculate the power of Allah. When Allah told them to adjust their lives according to what their pockets have, they did not do that. They never thought that they would lose their jobs. So when the recession came in, they lost their jobs. Suddenly, the man for the car comes and claims the car. The man for the house comes and sells the house. They are on the street and they do not have transport. Next thing, all the appliances are gone. Next thing, there is a court case against them because they owe so much money, they had never thought that we might lose our job. This is why, do not get excited. You got a very, very good job and start taking things on higher purchase. As a Muslim, that is haram. 
You should not do that. And you should not follow the trends of the kuffar. You tailor make your life in accordance with your pocket. Yesterday, I was speaking to someone asking me, so how long am I not going to be able to afford a house? And I said, do you know the majority of the people on the globe live in rented accommodation up to death? And they die, their bodies leave that home which was rented accommodation. So why is it that we feel I must own a house when it's far beyond our means? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us ownership of abodes within ease, within limits. May Allah make us not slaves of credit and people who are pressurized, people who live a life that is a fake life. Everything they have, they're enjoying their cell phones, they're enjoying all their cars and houses, everything on credit. If that is the case, listen to what Shu'aib alayhi salam says. He says, The little remnants that you have, that is pure, is better for you than that which does not belong to you. Far better. What a powerful lesson we have to learn from that. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. And then Shu'aib alayhi salatu wasalam says, You people, you are so haughty, you are so arrogant, you are so rich, you think you can get your way with everything. Everybody must be jumping to your tune. Everybody must be dancing to your tune. وَلَا تَقْعُدُوا بِكُلِّ صِرَاطٍ تُوْعِدُونَ وَتَصُدُّونَ عَنْ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ مَنْ آمَنَ بِهِ وَتَبْغُونَهَا عِوَجًا Do not sit on every path threatening and hindering those who believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do not sit on every path, every avenue that those who believe are treading, you are either blocking them, hindering them, or threatening them. And you want them to bend the rules so that they must adopt your whims and fancies. This was a straight, powerful message. It reminds me very clearly of what happens on the globe today. You find people threatening, you find people, may Allah protect us, hindering and blocking, and you find people wanting you to dance to their tune only because they have money. May Allah destroy them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us victory. Really, we cannot jump to the tune of finance. We jump to the tune of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When Allah says something, we should immediately jump up to it. And when someone else says something that is in conformity to what Allah has sent, Alhamdulillah, we will follow it. But the moment they have said something against the limits of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, solely because they have money, you will witness the people around following them. Because people do not understand why we are alive. Many people think we are alive because we need to make a mark on the globe that we have so many businesses, we have so much money, we are earning so much a day, and that mark we leave after we die, everybody will say, this man was the most loaded. That's what a lot of people think. But they don't realize we are in this life as Muslimin solely to prepare for the eternal life after death. The preparation, that's one word. So if anyone thinks they are living for any reason besides the preparation of the Akhirah, they have lost the plot. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a deep understanding. Every day of ours, yes, we will earn to eat. We will earn to have accommodation, to have food, to have clothing, to have various other items to keep us going. But every day we should ask ourselves, what did I do for the preparation of the Akhirah if this was my last day? Because one of the days will definitely be the last day. How many people in our midst have left? Young and old, death knows no age. So we should understand that. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. 
So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, These people, تَبْغُونَهَا عِوَجًا They wanted everything to follow them. They wanted the path to follow them. Make it crooked so that it must happen according to us. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Shu'aib alayhi salam reminded them that you people used to be small in number. Allah granted you lots of increase. Increase in everything. Remember when you were very small in number and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted you multiplication. And this is a reminder for us. As I said a few days back, we should remember our humble beginnings. When we had nothing, when we used to share so much, and when the previous generation didn't even have shoes to wear from amongst our own forefathers. And today we are sitting here, mashallah, we've got so many shoes out there, that I'm sure there would be a few spare pairs in order to cater for someone who'd like to go into the ablution block. This is how fortunate we are. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to thank Him. Because a few generations back, what did we have? Allah is the one who bestowed us with increase. And we have so much, still we are ungrateful. Have you ever thought how ironic it is that our forefathers had much less than us, but they were happier. We have much more than them, but our days are full of stress. Have we ever thought of that? Because we have started running behind this wealth, and may Allah protect us from wealth that is contaminated. Wealth that is contaminated will bring about disaster. It will spell disaster after doom after disaster. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us from wealth that is dirty, from wealth that is filthy, because it will take away those things that are priceless, those things that you cannot buy with money, such as your sleep, such as your health, such as your contentment, such as the obedience of your children, such as many other items around you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all. So they told Shu'aib alayhi salam that you are foolish. You are indeed possessed. قَالُوا إِنَّمَا أَنْتَ مِنَ الْمُسَحَّرِينَ You are definitely foolish. Why was he foolish? Why don't you think of doing a deal or two with us? We'll make you rich. Why don't you join our circle? You'd better stop saying what you are saying. It's not worth it. You are such a fool. In life you want to suffer, yet you have got a little bit of wealth, join it with ours, we will multiply it for you. You don't know business, we know business. You stick to your religion, we know everything about the world. This was their message. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, He told them, قَالَ يَا قَوْمِ أَرَأَيْتُمْ إِن كُنْتُ عَلَى بَيْنَةٍ مِّن رَبِّي وَرَزَقَنِي مِنْهُ رِزْقًا حَسَنًا Oh my people, don't you see that I have come with clear signs from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah has blessed me with such pure wealth. Should I still contaminate it by joining it with yours? I might have less than you, but I've got pure wealth. Allah has blessed me with sustenance. I don't ask you to pay me. I don't ask you any monetary favors. I am conveying to you the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I will not stop doing this because it is my duty. And if you think that your wealth allows you to make me stop, then you are wrong. I have come to you with clear signs from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They told him, وَمَا أَنْتَ إِلَّا بَشَرٌ مِثْلُنَا وَإِنَّ ظُنُّكَ لَمِنَ الْكَاذِبِينَ You are just a human being like us. What virtue do you have over us? And over and above that, you're a liar. There is something ulterior that you want by this preaching of yours. You probably want to become richer than all of us. So silently you want to preach. And at the same time you're using that as a front 
and you want to earn, you want to make a lot of money. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, He told them, وَمَا أُرِيدُ أَنْ أُخَالِفَكُمْ إِلَى مَا أَنْهَاكُمْ عَنْهُ My aim, my aim and my mission, I do not want to go against what I have prohibited you from. Which means if I have prohibited you from something, you will not find me engaging in that prohibition. No, I would like to follow exactly what I have told you. If I told you this is no go, it is no go. So even if the wealth is so much, and even if you are seeing lots of immediate multiplication in your wealth through bad and clandestine and wrong means, I am not going to be a party to that. Because my mission is not to go against what I myself prohibit. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us people who are non-hypocritical. A hypocrite will utter one thing and do another thing. Shu'aib alayhi salam said, I don't want to be hypocritical. When I say something, you will find me following exactly what I have said. Then he says, In uridu My intention is to do as much goodness as possible. That is what I want. I'd like to do as much goodness as possible. In our lives, we have opportunities to do goodness. We should remember, as I said moments ago, every day is a preparation for the akhirah. Do as much good as you can today. Don't leave it for tomorrow. Whether it is charities, whether it is ibadah, whether it is repentance, whether it is a goodness of any other nature, do your goodness today. Do not leave it for tomorrow. Do as much as you can. The following morning, you start off on a new page doing even more inshallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from those who can learn a lesson from these wise words of one of the orators of the messengers. May Allah's peace be upon all of them. He says, I would like to accomplish as much good as possible in the shortest time possible. Why don't we join that? May Allah make us from those who can accomplish goodness. This is why one of the decisions here was that even after we complete the Qur'an, there was a request from many people, please come back, we want to continue with these lessons from the Qur'an, from the messengers inshallah. So inshallah we will be back. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us lesson after lesson, not only to say that it was a powerful lesson, but to adopt it and learn something from it. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, He told them, وَمَا تَوْفِيقِي إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ My tawfiq is only from Allah. What is the meaning of the term tawfiq? When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts something, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted something through His mercy, and when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen someone for something, that is tawfiq from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For example, a man goes out to do business and he has a shop right next to another man's shop. And there are so many people who come into one shop, but others, no one comes into the other one. This man, tawfiq from Allah, Allah accepted his wealth and Allah accepted his business and Allah granted him so much. And the other one, lam yuwaffaq, which means he did not get whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had control of. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided not to give him. So the decider of how much wealth you're going to have, how much success you're going to have, how much in terms of goodness you're going to have, what share is going to come to you, that is Allah alone. This is called at-tawfiq. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. This is why we always say, وَاللَّهُ الْمُوَفِّقُ وَالْهَادِي إِلَى سَوَاءِ السَّبِيلِ Allah is the only one who can accept a person and guide them to the straight path. Because... 
We can learn about goodness, we can all know about the straight path. But whether to walk on it or not, you need the acceptance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why hidayah and guidance, two types. One is, one is where you are being taught, this is the guidance. So you might know the guidance. But the other is the tawfiq. To be able to then walk on the path of guidance, that is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There are many people who know what guidance is all about, but they don't walk on the path. And this is the rejection from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May He never do that to us. So Shu'aib alayhi salatu wasalam continues with his people who began to argue with him one after the other. They were powerful people. Their business deals were making them millions in our terms. They were earning massive amounts and they were dealing and cheating and conning and so corrupt that you find the rich becoming richer. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala really make us from those who have barakah in our wealth. They now started arguing with him and they started despising him. He was one man, a few people followed him. Some of his family members followed him and a few others. So they said, Ya Shu'aibu asalatuka ta'muruka an natruka ma ya'budu aba'una aw an naf'ala fi amwalina ma nasha'a innaka la anta al-halimur rashid. O Shu'aib, you are praying too much. Your prayers, are your prayers now hindering coming to us because of your prayers? You are coming to us to tell us to leave what our forefathers have been engaged in in terms of worship. And you want to stop us from doing whatever we want with our own wealth. Maybe you're praying too much. So what you do, keep your prayers on one side and don't interfere with us. Divorce the deen from the dunya completely. Business is one thing. And religion is something else. So you want to continue with religion, keep it that side. Do not come and interfere with us here. May Allah safeguard us. This mentality and attitude has seeped right through to our generation of people. Where you find a man, may Allah safeguard us, who might appear to be so religious, he is in the masjid, he reads his salah slowly, and he performs salah beautifully. When he goes out of the door, he's a big crook. If you ask everyone, this man, they say, watch out. May Allah safeguard us. If this is what is happening to us, how different are we from those people of Shu'aib alayhi salatu wasalam? We have divorced the deen and the dunya. We think that we must only be Muslim when we come in the masjid. So mashallah, a person engaging in all forms of crime outside there, economic crime, all forms of different crime outside the door, when he comes into the masjid, like he's a totally different person. How can he do that? How can we allow ourselves? But we sit and we read the story of Shu'aib and we do not bat an eyelid. We don't learn a lesson from it. Sometimes within ourselves, in the masjid, we are very holy, mashallah. And when we get out, it's another hole that appears. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Really. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us every form of protection. We need to constantly be on guard from shaitan. Shaitan comes to us and he spoils our deeds. And he contaminates our wealth. So Shu'aib alayhi salatu wasalam, when his people told him that, is it your prayer that is making you stop us from doing what we want? It's our money. Who are you? Today also we have quite a similar mentality. When you hear the scholars of deen saying, this is not permissible, they say, who are they? This is our money, man. It's our bucks. It's our money. Everything belongs to us. Allahu Akbar. Have you heard that statement? May Allah safeguard us. No, we are Muslimin. We will return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without a penny. Not one penny. Nobody's going to take any pennies in the grave with them. 
It is reported that many years ago, even the Chinese used to bury with all their wealth, all their money. So come one wise crack and he says, okay, I tell you what, all this is the money, give it to me, I put one check there and you give me all the cash. MashaAllah. So those are the Chinese. One wonders whether that is true or it's just on a lighter note. But at the same time, the moral of it is, we cannot fool people. What is valuable is valuable. When you go, you will not take it with you. Nothing. Not at all. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, be careful. You see, when we earn, we become greedy. Greedy because we say to ourselves, no, I've earned enough. Now I must prepare for my children. And while we're preparing for our children, like I said a few days ago, you find those same children are now on drugs, in the clubs and so on. What are we preparing for? We've lost the plot. We're supposed to have prepared a little bit and concentrate on the upbringing of your child, spending time with your child, quality time, find yourself at home. The hadith says, لِيَسَعْكَ بَيْتُكْ Your house should be broad for you. Unnecessarily, don't go outside of the house. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. But we don't understand. When people tell us, they say, no, Islam is too strict. Well, it is those rules that will make us succeed in life. So here, Shu'aib alayhi salatu wassalam, he told them something very, very powerful. وَيَا قَوْمِ لَا يَجْرِمَنَّكُمْ شِقَاقِي أَن يُصِيبَكُمْ مِثْلُ مَا أَصَابَ قَوْمَ نُوحٍ أَوْ قَوْمَ هُودٍ أَوْ قَوْمَ صَالِحٍ وَمَا قَوْمُ لُوطٍ مِّنْكُمْ بِبَعِيدٍ Oh my people, the fact that you hate me so much, your hatred for me, should not lead you to receiving the punishment that came to the people of Nuh, the people of Ad, the people of Thamud, and the people of Lut who are very nearby. So you might dislike me, but that must not mislead you from the right path. Concentrate on what I am saying. This is the revelation from Allah. Sometimes we have had a little problem with one of the ulama, and we find we distance ourselves from all forms of goodness. So we block people from a lecture, of tafsir. We block people from a lecture of hadith. We block people from all forms of goodness, thinking we are doing ourselves and the community a favor. Not realizing that that is going to be our flag on the day of Qiyamah. Everyone will have a flag on their backs to say this is one of the main achievements or points of destruction in your life. And those who have blocked the word and the work of Allah in any way, they will have a flag on their backs saying this is how this man deceived the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa And we see this live in front of our eyes where there are people shamelessly who may call themselves very highly educated in terms of the, of the dunya and in terms of this world, but they have shamelessly fallen prey to Satan such that they have become blinded just like the people of Shu'ayb. They think they are doing themselves a favor and the rest of the community a favor by when they have a problem with one person, blocking. Blocking it from the entire community, blocking it from themselves, blocking it from everybody. Remember, that will be their sign on the day of Qiyamah, and they will be noticed from afar by everybody. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all. Because the loss is for all. Here there were a few very, very wealthy people, and the others who were making money through them, the others who were making money through them were all subservient to them. Like I said a few days back, when you are earning money through somebody, do not make him your God. When he tells you something that is wrong, it is wrong. Do not allow the man who is now putting money into your pocket to control your head and your brain and the way you live. Some people, the rich man has a car, they want a similar vehicle. Some people, the rich man has a house, they want a similar house. Why should we aim at that? Aim at the Sahaba radiallahu anhu. 
Aim at Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Aim somewhere where the day we die, we die in a good condition. We heard about Qarun yesterday. When he died, those who wished that they had similar to him, they, they hoped and prayed. They, in fact, they thanked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that, Ya Allah, we thank you, you did not give us this. Had you given it to us, we would have ended the same way this man ended. So Shu'aib alayhi salatu wasalam warns his people that, look, you might not like me. But that doesn't mean you must sit on every path and block everything and hinder and start threatening everyone. No, don't do that. Remember, it is Allah that you are fighting, not me. This is Shu'aib. And his message is loud and clear. We are going to come to more details of how they threatened him and how they threatened those who followed him and how they tried to persuade the people not to follow Shu'aib alayhi salatu wasalam. And he was small in number, meaning he had very small numbers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, He told them, I warn you of the punishment that will come to you similar to that of the previous nations. And he named all of them one after the other. And he says, the fact that you dislike me should not make you from amongst those who rejects the truth. The truth is the truth, whether it came with me or with anyone else whom you dislike. The fact that it is the truth, there may be a point of your rejection by you being too arrogant to surrender to the truth because Allah gave it to someone you didn't like. This was their problem with Shu'aib. They didn't like him. And when Allah gave him the goodness and Allah gave him the message, they said, you are a man just like us. Why did Allah choose you over all of us? We are wealthy. We should be calling the shots, not you. Now, it was not his fault that Allah chose him and gave him the religion. It was not his fault. It was not a crime of his. It was a blessing of Allah and a test for them. And they failed their test dismally. May we not fail our tests dismally. May we learn a lesson from this. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, He told them, وَيَا قَوْمِ اسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبَّكُمْ ثُمَّ تُوبُوا إِلَيْهِ Oh my people, seek forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Seek forgiveness of Allah. Turn and repent to Allah before it is too late. You know what he says? إِنَّ رَبِّي رَحِيمٌ This description is only in one place in the Quran. Shu'aib alayhi salam describes Allah. As the one who is most merciful, full of love. Allahu Akbar. Al-Wadudu. This is the name. He is most merciful, most loving. He loves you. You only need to turn to Him. Allah loves all of us. We sometimes display our hatred towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by not obeying His instruction. But Allah is waiting for us. The hadith says, Allah becomes so happy when a worshiper repents to him, so happy, and the description is in the hadith, it's a long description, we won't go there, but the happiness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when a slave turns to him. May Allah make us those slaves who turn to Allah, who make him happy. He describes the sahaba, and he says, they have been pleased with Allah, and Allah is pleased with them, may we also be from those. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, after that, they told Shu'aib, although he was an orator, he could speak very clearly. They told him, oh Shu'aib, we now don't understand what you're saying. How can you say this is not allowed, this is disallowed, we shouldn't be doing this, we now don't understand what you're saying. And you know what? You are so weak from amongst us, we'll fix you up. We will sort you out. This is the mentality of all those who follow the devil. They want to sort out the people who call them towards goodness. Allah says this in Surah Al-Imran. 
ويقتلون الذين يأمرون بالقسط من الناس فبشرهم بعذاب أليم There are certain people who want to murder the prophets and they've gone ahead and murdered them. And there are certain people who want to murder anybody who tells them something correct which is against their whims and fancies because of their haughtiness. They feel, let's eliminate this man. Allah says, let them be warned of a severe punishment. What is the most they will do? They will commit murder. After that, what's going to happen? They will go to Allah as well. They will die. Subhanallah. And then, where are they going to go? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all. May He make us from those who can surrender to what is right at all times. So Allah says, these people told Him, we don't understand what you're saying. And you are a weakling. You are weak from amongst us. And they threatened Him. But then they told Him something. وَلَوْ لَا رَهْطُكَ لَرَجَمْنَاكَ وَمَا أَنْتَ عَلَيْنَا بِعَزِيزٍ if it wasn't for this small, fam- small family of yours or small number of people, Ar-Rahd is a small number of people who are following you. If it was not for the small number of people who are following you, we would have stoned you to death a long time ago. So look at how Allah gives the righteous a small number of people to support them against the entire community. And yet they are the ones who are rightly guided. And the rest are wrong. Allahu Akbar. And Allah says, had it not been for the small group of people, they were threatening to stone Shu'ayb to death. So that small group was a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even though it was small, but it was solid. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of something even more important. They threatened to now remove him because they couldn't stone him. This was, these were the threats. قَالَ الْمَلَأُ الَّذِينَ اسْتَكْبَرُوا مِنْ قَوْمِهِ لَنُخْرِجَنَّكَ يَا شُعَيْبُ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مَعَكَ مِنْ قَرْيَتِنَا أَوْ لَتَعُودُنَّ فِي مِلَّتِنَا The haughty, الَّذِينَ اسْتَكْبَرُوا means those who were arrogant, those who were very very wealthy from amongst the community. They threatened Shu'ayb and those who believed. They said, we will kick you out of our community. We will kick you out of this place. We will disallow you. We will ban you from this place. You and those who have followed you, we shall ban you from this place unless you return to us on our terms and follow again whatever we command, whatever we instruct. That is when we will be happy with you and we will bring you back. And that is when we will allow you to live in our midst. And that is when we will open the doors for you. Look at the statement. It is the opening verse of the ninth chapter of the Quran. You can check it. They threatened Shu'aib and those who followed him and they were just a handful. They said, we are going to throw you out. We're going to kick you out. We're going to ban you. These type of words. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us savior. What happened? They said, you must come back. If you come back, we're happy with you. He told them, You want us to come back even against our own will. Even though you are thinking you... You can get us there by force. No, you won't. We would have uttered an, a clear fabrication against Allah and gone against Allah's command and law if we had to come back to all that which you are believing in and your terms and your conditions after Allah has saved us from such filth. So once Allah saved us, we don't want to go back. Because going back 
is known as Al-Hawr Ba'd Al-Kawr or it is known as Al-Intikasa which means someone who goes back on their achievements. Alhamdulillah. When you have been granted the acceptance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you have started reading your salah, say a person for example is weak and they are reading two salah. That is short. The day they start reading three, they have solved part of the problem. When they read four, they have solved more of the problem. And inshallah, when they read five, they have solved the matter. But from five, if they go down, it is now going back on what Allah has blessed you with. Allah blessed you. He gave you a gift. He showed you the path. He let you taste what it feels like to be obedient. And after that, you want to go back. This is why we say a month of Ramadan you achieve. Some people will come for Jumu'ah and Jama'ah in Ramadan. And when it's outside Ramadan, they neither read their Salah, nor are they coming in time for Jumu'ah. You find when the Imam is about to finish, people are rushing in. Why? It's the most important Salah. Come early. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a deep understanding. So this is why... Whenever we have a matter that needs to be solved, if you cannot solve all of it at one time, at least start. A sister who's not dressing appropriately, start somewhere. Start a little by little, inshallah. Ideally, we're supposed to have everything covered properly. But if we have not got that tawfiq from Allah yet, make dua to Allah and start somewhere. And do not worry about what people will call you and what they will say. They called all the anbiya with dirty names. And they called all the people with all funny names, those who are righteous. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the sweetness of iman such that when people laugh at us, it actually solidifies our resolve to be more on the right path. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, they threatened him. And after that he answered. And he told him, how can we come back? Then he made a dua. Now it was enough. Why? They told him, We want a piece of the sky to come to us. We want you to send a piece of the sky to us if you are truthful. If you are truthful, we want a piece of the sky to fall on us. Now look at how foolish these people are. You know, we are taught that if a person really wanted goodness, they could have said, if you are truthful, drop gold from the heaven. If you are truthful, we want to see platinum all over here. But they are saying, if you are truthful, we want to see punishment from the sky. How foolish are they? I think they needed our type of people here. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. This generation now in the world, they will say, right, if you are telling the truth, I want to see 10 Mercedes Benz S63s outside there. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. Allah will grant you more than that. May Allah protect us all and grant us barakah in whatever He's granted us. So, Shu'aib alayhi salam, when he, they told him that, he raised his hands. He says, there was no solution. Because they were pulling one side, he's pulling the other side. They're threatening him, they want to destroy him. He's telling them, watch your business deals. Don't shortchange people. Do not be corrupt. Do not sit and block people. Don't think that your money will buy you everything and anything. They, they used to think that their money can buy them everything. You know, sometimes you have wealth beyond a certain point where the wealthy person thinks, right, that is it. Everyone is my slave. When they're walking, as though the ground is doing them a favor by, keep, by keeping them up. Wallahu Akbar. May Allah safeguard us. May Allah grant us wealth with humility. Because wealth is not bad. I always say, wealth does not spoil you. All it does for you it gives you an opportunity to show the true colors of yours, the person you always were. Why do we say that? I'll give you an example. When you're working for someone, 
You have to say, yes sir, yes sir. He says, get up at 8 o'clock, you'll be here. Why are you late? He says, I'm sorry sir. But in your heart, you want to swear him. You see? And in your heart, you want to tell him, who are you? But you know then your salary is going to be cut. So because he owes you money and because you depend on him for your salary, you're respecting him. The day you have money equivalent to him or more than him, what happens? You can tell him, keep quiet, you leave, I'll buy you out. These are the words. Or nobody can say anything. So it gives you an opportunity to now say who you always were and what you always wanted to say. That's what wealth does. Those who are good, when they get wealth, they remain good. If they were good inside. But those who were evil inside and they never had that discipline and the Islam and the deen and akhlaq, when they get wealth, it just shows. This is why they say certain people, you don't hear them in community and society. The minute they have wealth, they're the loudest mouths, the most evil criminals of society. Why? The money allowed them to show their true colors. May Allah distinguish those type of people from the rest and may He destroy them and extinguish their wealth as well unless He's to guide them. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Shu'ib alayhi salam made a powerful dua. And this dua can be made by all of us at any time. He says, رَبَّنَا افْتَحْ بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَ قَوْمِنَا بِالْحَقِّ وَأَنْتَ خَيْرُ الْفَاتِحِينَ O Allah, judge between us and our people in the proper correct manner with justice for you are indeed the most just of all. So Allah judged between them that this side was wrong and that side was right. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent them such a severe punishment. Look at the punishment. One day, Allah says subhanahu wa ta'ala, فَكَذَّبُوهُ فَأَخَذَهُمْ عَذَابُ يَوْمِ الظُّلَّةِ They belied the messenger and they belied the message. So Allah sent them darkness. How? Large, thick clouds came above them, covered the sun. It was a dark day, very, very dark. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stopped the air from moving. So no air moving, no wind moving, nothing. So it became very, very humid, very, very hot. And there was cloud cover, thick cloud. Imagine it's like a thermos flask. You've got a vacuum here and it's just heat, nothing else. And after that humidity, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala struck them the same day. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala struck them with a tremor, a very powerful tremor. And as the tremor came, Allah says, فَأَخَذَتْهُمُ الرَّجِفَةِ The tremor overtook them. And Allah says in another place, فَأَخَذَتِ الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا الصَّيْحَةِ وَأَخَذَتِ الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا الصَّيْحَةُ فَأَصْبَحُوا فِي دِيَارِهِمْ جَاثِمِينَ After that, the awful cry overtook them. The awful cry, the sound wave overtook them. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, كَأَن لَمْ يَغْنَوْ فِيهَا as though they didn't even live in their dwellings. They died there on the spot. On the spot. And what happened to their wealth? It was still lying there. It was still lying there. And they were all gone. Now, after they were gone, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, they used to say that anyone who follows Shu'aib and his people will be losers. Follow us. We will lead you to that which is good. You follow Shu'aib, you will be the losers. Listen to the verse. وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا مِن قَوْمِهِ لَإِنِ اتَّبَعْتُمْ شُعَيْبًا إِنَّكُمْ إِذَا لَخَاسِرُونَ The disbelievers from that community used to say, if you follow Shu'aib, then you will be from amongst the losers. 
So now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, after they were punished, Allah says, الَّذِينَ كَذَّبُوا شُعَيْبًا كَأَنْ لَمْ يَغْنَوْا فِيهَا الَّذِينَ كَذَّبُوا شُعَيْبًا كَانُوا هُمُ الْخَاسِرِينَ Those who belied Shu'ayb were the ones who were destroyed in such a way that it felt as though they didn't even dwell in their dwellings. And the ones who belied Shu'ayb were the ones who were the losers and not the ones who were with Shu'ayb. They were the winners. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says two things thereafter. Shu'ayb alayhi salam went back to Madian. He had gone out, punishment came, he came back. And he'd seen them dead. And he addressed them. And he says, Ya qawmi laqad ablaghtukum risalati rabbi wa nasahtu lakum fakayfa asa ala qawmin kafirin. Oh my people, didn't I deliver the message and the reminders and the warnings to you? Didn't I deliver all the messages of Allah and my Rabb to you? But nay, how do you now expect me to feel sorry or to feel any form of pity for those who belied and those who denied? So he says, I'm not even feeling pity for these people. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. Then Allah uses one very powerful term to describe how he destroyed these people and to describe the result and the outcome. Allah says, Ala Indeed, we got rid of the people of Madian in the similar way that we got rid of the people of Thamud. We got rid of them. Look at that. Allah is saying Bu'dan. Bu'dan meaning far away, away with them. We got rid of them in a similar way that we got rid of the people of Thamud. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never do that to us. We've learned powerful lessons inshallah tomorrow. We will continue with the end of Musa alayhi salatu wasalam's life. See how he passed away and continue into the other messengers with the idea of completing inshallah the eve of the 29th. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept us. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammadin subhanallahi bihamdih. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayki.